Yeah, they're blocking traffic, but they're not burning cities down. They're not shooting people. They're not. No, but they're going against the narrative. They're going sure against they the establishment. And they're bringing attention to it. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing for them. I mean, really, did you know what Canada was doing with these mandates before this? No. No, nope, but the world does now. Yeah. The world does yeah. now. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today we're going to be talking about a little bit of birdshot. We don't really have one thing we're going to talk about. Because we got a lot of things to talk about. A lot of things to talk about. What are we starting with, Daniel? Well, we had a really good episode about the trucker convoy. Mm, That's kind of gotten out of control. It has. We will put up a SCOTUS episode in between this. So here's where we are as of right now. Emergency Act was invoked by <laughs> Right, Beta Bob totally put this thing together and it's just so he can get funds and basically turn these truckers into terrorists is what it comes down to. Well, the media is unbelievable. We had a montage and like a grandpa trying to figure out how to use my VCR. Why is it always flashing 12? And I erased the montage. But we had a montage of the media calling them insurrectionists, insurrectionists, insurrectionists. We actually had the one guy in there who says, this is our January 6th. I guess my question still stands. Are there any truckers that truly want to take over the government? Like, is there a trucker out there right now that wants to be the prime minister? No, no, (laughs) there isn't even a trucker out there that wants to be there anymore. They would like them to just come to their senses, shut down what they're doing so they can go home. Simple. So there's no truckers armed with AK-47s. No. Have any truckers stormed the Capitol yet? No. Well, mm. I mean, they're blocking the capital. So. But have they gone into the capital? Have they gone in there to try to actually seize the government? No. And they want to go in there to like negotiate and they're not even bringing them in to negotiate. They're not coming to the table. We talked about this last time. Well, they, they're terrorists, Dan. Yeah. You don't negotiate you with You don't terrorists. negotiate with your constituents. Terrorists. 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 Yeah, whatever. Their constituents are terrorists. That's how the government looks at you now. So we know that they started arresting people at the border because they were breaking <laughs> laws. I understand that you're not going to stop commerce from happening going across the borders, but they do have grievances to redress at the Capitol. So they are allowed to do that. They are peacefully doing that. They haven't really started much of anything. And the only problem they're having is with the way they're being treated in the media and the way they're being characterized. Well, media is already getting ready for March 1st when the truckers are supposed to come here. Mm. They're already setting the stage for terrorists. I mean, that's what they're doing. American media is just jumping right on board with Canada. Mm. And like Jeff said, they're already putting in people's ears. Yeah. So you're getting used to hearing that truckers are terrorists. Now it's funny during the lockdowns, truckers were heroes. They were delivering all our goods. Now they're terrorists. Absolute terrorists. Every one of them. Yeah. They went from being a essential worker to essentially not needed. So the media going crazy on the truckers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the truckers have not burned down any cities. No. Haven't killed anybody. Haven't torn down any statues. Apparently stole a sandwich from a homeless guy. Took it right from his hands. Allegedly. Took it right from his hands while he was eating. And then not only did they take it, but apparently they stood in front of him and they just went. And, and they then, ate it right in front and of him. threw the other half in the garbage and was like, go, you go eat it now. Exactly. So when we were having a conversation before and you were talking about them at the border, clearing out the people that were holding up the border. And in your mind, like that's a legit reason to put them in cuffs. And these people all went to jail. They all went along with what was going on because they knew they were making a stand. And you didn't really have a problem with that because you understand that there's laws that they broke there and they put them them away. I get it. But don't paint them as terrorists when 
you were painting BLM like this. I want to be clear in how I characterize it. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. That ain't a riot. What we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. They are strictly principled anti-fascists, and they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. I argue to you tonight: all punches are not equal. Morally, it says it right in the name Antifa, anti fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know, no organization is perfect. There was some violence. Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property, but these are not reasonable times. But thank goodness for the looters, man. And please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. So the media is going to call the truckers terrorists, but you're going to defend groups that were literally burning down American cities. Yeah, that is what they said about BLM while all the protests, quote unquote, protests were going on. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable to me. I mean, it seems like it's a reoccurring theme every every freaking episode, right? Sure it is. Just, uh, you know, these guys aren't doing anything wrong. I mean, uh, yeah, they're blocking traffic, but they're not burning cities down. They're not shooting people. They're not. No, but they're going against the narrative. They're going against the establishment. And they're bringing attention to it. Mm -hmm. That's the worst thing for them. Yeah. Bringing attention to it. Yeah, they're just not going along anymore. And I mean, really, did you know what Canada was doing with these mandates before this? No. No, but the world does now. Yeah. The world does now. So they had their Give, Send, Go account taken down and they had just put it back up. But there is a lady who is the deputy prime minister and minister of finance who took this emergency act. And then on her end of it, this is what she did. We are announcing the following immediate actions. First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. Our banks and financial institutions are already obligated to report to the Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Centre of Canada, or FinTrack. As of today, all crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use must register with FinTrack and they must report large and suspicious transactions to FinTrack. So they never let a good crisis go, crisis to go to waste, right? They had a chance to pounce on something they've wanted to get their hands on for a while, be able to wrap their hands around it, get their tentacles in it. And this was a perfect opportunity for them to do that. Again, it's Canada. I know it's Canada. But if you remember that when BLM was burning down American cities, we were crowdfunding bail money for them. Yeah. And we were weren't. crowdfunding rewards for them to go out and burn down cities. And they weren't taking it down. No. So that's where we're at. It seems to be an ongoing thing there. They're going to label them as terrorists because they're going against the status quo right now. And that is not a place to be. That's not a good place to be. And I have to assume that when the truckers start making their way to D.C., it's going to be the same thing. But we are seeing a lot of places lift mask mandates, lift vaccine mandates for restaurants. 
Yeah. You know why though? You know why I think? Well, they did the mandate right before Valentine's Day. And they're like, it's up in March. So they did it. And then two weeks in, they're like, it's going to be up here in a few weeks. Okay, that's good. And then when I'm reading the comments on Twitter, you got people going, well, what good is that? They don't want these mandates anywhere around the elections. You're going to see all these places starting to release their mandates, and all their masking rules. And they're going to be like, and, I freed you. Yeah, yeah. You know, see what I did? <laughs> we freed you. Yeah, vote for us. <laughs> you know, it was different when they locked it down before. They were getting all those votes. But people aren't going to put up with that shit anymore. There's a whole lot of Democrats out there that aren't going to put up with that shit. People are sick of it. They're sick of being locked down. They're sick of having to wear masks when it's clear that masks don't work. You know, yeah. you, you can't put a T-shirt over your face and tell me that you're protecting anything. Oh, it's such a joke. It is a joke. And the, the first airline that drops its mask mandate will be booked up. Ugh. Booked up. You know what? I'm flying to Boise that day. Boise? I don't even know anybody in Boise. I'm just going to be like, hey. There's no direct flights to Boise. Uh, huh? Maybe out of Akron, can't. <laughs> so, Six connecting flights <laughs> later. Your ticket is $2,400. So they're not coming to the table to talk to these people. They're just going to you know wait for a little while to go by, and then they're going to go. We were going to drop these mandates anyway. It's got nothing to do with you guys. Disperse now. Terrorists. <laughs> so speaking of terrorists, Defiant L's ban on Twitter hmm. has been. And you turned me on to them. I never knew who they hilarious. were. Dude, Defiant L is fantastic. <laughs> They're my new favorite yeah, you Instagram gotta, you gotta feed. Follow, you got to follow my Instagram now. So Defiant L on Twitter, they would have a tweet from somebody that said, I really hate when this happens and it shouldn't happen. And then their next tweet will be a picture of the same person being like, I'm doing this. And okay. This is how so I'm their latest it. one on Instagram. So they get banned from Twitter and they get banned from Twitter simply for sharing liberals views and tweets. Uh, yeah. It's all liberal, mm -hmm. but sharing liberals views and tweets from before and now that's it. Mm -hmm. They don't have commentary on it. They're not putting their own words on it. They are only sharing the hypocrisy from the left and they got banned from Twitter because it's making the left look bad. So their latest one on Instagram is for Justin Trudeau. And back in 2005, Justin Trudeau says, when a government starts trying to cancel dissent or avoid dissent is when it's rapidly losing its moral authority to govern. That's what he said, 2005. His latest... The ongoing blockades and occupations are presenting serious challenges to law enforcement's ability to effectively enforce the law. Because of that, the federal government is invoking the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity. So that is what they do. They take these guys' words from back in the day when everything was going their way. Sure. And they're taking their words today when it's not. That's all they do. Absolutely fantastic. So they said these people were trying to do a ban to evade. So... The people from Defiant L's sent a letter to Twitter. It says, so about an hour ago, my account at Defiant L's was suspended. The word currently is ban evasion, though I never had an account suspended, so I never had a ban to evade. Regardless, I've appealed to suspension and will keep everyone updated. Until then, I could be found on Instagram at Defiant.LS and also on Getter at DefiantLSHA. Thanks for all the support and kind words. I hope to chat with you all again soon. Have a drink and keep honking. <laughs> Defiant L's. <laughs> Dude, I am going through these Defiant, Defiant L's. Oh, you could do a whole show. 
It's amazing. So two days ago, and I don't know who this guy is, is Dean Blundell. He says back in February, (laughs) this isn't even like, (laughs) this guy's not even like eight years ago. So February 3rd of 2022, he says, we don't dox. You fucking rejects do it to yourselves, mostly because you're not smart. February 14th. Here's his tweet. So here's the gifts and go donor list. (laughs) This is great. It's so bad, right? Uh, The Hillary Clinton one. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that one. We'll get to that in a minute. Ben Shapiro said, so Defiant L's made a crucial error of screenshotting tweets people on the left didn't like and then got suspended for that. Sounds legit. (laughs) All right. Last one. Because I can. I can make this a whole show. Last one here. So you've got Washington Post business. All right. On August 23rd of 21, they said, hey, Republicans, stop fighting vaccine and mask mandates. On February 11th of this year, they said mask mandates didn't make much of a difference anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I'll do one more because this is this. This sums it all up right here. Okay, Neil Axelrod. So someone simply retweets the crazy nonsense that leftists tweet and shows the contradiction and hypocrisy and gets suspended from Twitter. What rule did Defiant L's violate? It's getting harder for Twitter to hide the fact that they're just running political interference. Yeah, for sure. Neil Axelrod. Dude, that's great. My man. Oh, God. So that's tough because we, I mean, we always keep saying either the big tech or even the news stations are just that fourth arm. Oh, they are. They're that fourth Fourth branch. Fourth Fourth branch of the government. Propaganda branch. So rolling into our next segment, why don't you read the one for Hillary Clinton? Oh. (laughs) And then that way, that will be able to segue us really good into our next one. So Hillary Clinton says, this was back in October of 2016. Computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian-based bank. Hmm. New York Post. Three days ago, Clinton campaign paid tech workers to dig up Trump-Russia connections. Man. Wait, what? I didn't hear about that in the news. No, not at all. When you look it up, it's trending on Twitter when Durham came out with this. And when you finally see what's trending on Twitter, it just says Trump-Russia, big letters. It doesn't say like Trump-Russia is trending because John Durham came out with some pretty negative stuff. Basically, what Durham came out with was that Hillary Clinton's campaign spied on actually or, or they paid a funneled company. the money to get the guy to say it happened. Yeah, they paid Hillary Clinton's campaign spied on Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And if you read the Durham report on this thing, uh, it's bombshell stuff. Now, the question is going to be whether or not anything ever happens to her. Probably not, right? Nothing. No, ever because happens. it all goes back to Jake Sullivan. Well, right. He's going to be the sacrificial lamb. But Jake, he can't. What's that? He's DNS, Director of National Security. Oh, no, no, no. I know. I know. But yeah. they're not going to put it on Hillary Clinton. Mm. Mm. They're not going to put it on Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton's oh. already, she's refusing to answer questions on it. Sure. She's not going to, I mean, we all know it. Although, you know what? There's going to come a point where she's not going to be able to stay away from this. Mm-hmm. This Maybe this will be it. I don't know. Well, do you have the clip where ABC, MSNBC, and all the, all the news reporters picked the story up? Yeah. Yeah. We just got a little clip. Yep. It's right here. So yeah, this is all of the major news organizations talking about the Durham report and uh, implicating Hillary Clinton in the spying. 
Mm-hmm. But Trump. What do you mean, sweet? <laughs> Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Idiots. So we found a real Democrat that could talk about this in a professional way. Our favorite girl. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Tulsi. <clears throat> so here's Tulsi Gabbard talking about this. Uh, what's being revealed here, Jesse, is is the truth. Hillary Clinton and the power elite in this country manufactured this Russian collusion lie, actively undermining our democracy and stoking the fires, moving us into this new Cold War with Russia. The damage that they did to the American people, our democracy and others around the world is immeasurable. It's impossible to measure. And, and, and it leads us to this point where we sit today, where we have people who were integral in making this happen, people like Jake Sullivan, now holding very influential positions of power in shaping our country's foreign policy. And what they're doing is telling the American people, they're telling us, saying, hey, you've got to be ready to go to war with Russia or other countries to, uh, you know, spread democracy, to protect democracy. And yet they're actively undermining our democracy here at home. This is the their hypocrisy being exposed. And the American people deserve accountability. Hillary Clinton and her warmongers need to be held accountable. So that was a little one off, actually. She wasn't really talking about the spying aspect of this as much as she was talking about how they, and that's all part of the Durham report, is that they manufactured this entire narrative. Yeah. What the, the report really says, though, is that not only did they do it to the incoming president, they did it to him while he was a sitting president because he has the tech company, he mm-hmm. has the guy behind it, he has everything to go. So Rick Grinnell said that there's no way Hillary Spygate could have gotten access to the White House servers without inside help. So it was an inside job. And he hopes Durham identifies and prosecutes any and all traitors who were involved. Well, sure, it was an inside job. And we knew this the whole time with Trump, right? I mean, and that's why there was so much turnover early on, because he was out and all these guys that were actively working against him. These guys that stuck it out and or stuck around in the new White House and were never Trumpers. Yeah. Yeah. Or even when the Hunter Biden laptop came out and 50 people from the CIA and FBI, retired people from those agencies, signed that said, this is Russian disinformation. And then that proved to be false too. Mm-hmm. And they were all well, and they then, were on the take too. And once they figured out that the Hunter Biden laptop was actually true, I will give the news organizations credit. They did come out finally and say, hey, look, this is this is what's going on with the Biden family. We need to look into this. And here they are talking about that. Hard-hitting journalism. Hard-hitting. Hard-hitting. Walter Man. Cronkite would be proud. And I always feel like when you say, they're the fourth arm, the fourth branch, the extended arm, I'm always like, is that a bit much? And then when you see this shit, it's like... Well, <laughs> full on protection mode, Damn, man, dude. full on protection. Damn. Now here is something that I do find funny and it's my favorite clip we've ever had. Once again, it seems like every couple months, crazy Donald Trump is proven right. Mm. Every couple months, something happens and Donald Trump was crazy back then, but now it turns out he's right. Well, here's what the media actually said. I promise this is not a cricket clip. Here's what the media was actually saying. When Donald Trump accused everybody of spying on him, right? You remember those days? I do. He was nuts. Oh, you're crazy. He told Leslie from 60 Minutes. Crazy. She was like, we can't air that. We don't have proof. Yeah, this this isn't happening. Well, here's the media talking about uh, Donald Trump's claims about spying. 
It's completely wrong. It did not. It did not happen. This was. There was no spying. There was. It's The conspiracy team. Exactly. It's Pizzagate. The conspiracy team is no more accurate than Pizzagate. No one was spying on the president through the microwave. No one spied on the Trump campaign. There was no spying. There was no spying. No spying. There was 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 no spying. By the way, there was no spying, of course. There was no spying. There was no spying on the Trump campaign. On the Trump beat drops. But a year and a half, there, there was, was no spying on the Trump campaign. Of this crap. No spying on the Trump campaign. Which is a conspiracy theory. No spying on the Trump campaign. Facts matter. And, oh, by the way, no, there was no... There was no... No, no, no spying on the Trump campaign. So that was MRC that put that montage together. And that is one of my favorites. Just there was no spying. And now today, turns out. Yeah, well, allegedly still, because they still need to indict some people, get some people to flip, get some people to talk, you know? Fine, that? allegedly. <laughs> I need due process, Jim. God. Is that asking too much from you? Ugh. Oh, but here's what I am worried about. What if there's a five-year statute of limitations? On what? On treason? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just remember I said it. Okay. Just remember I said it. Well, Five-year statute yeah. of limitations. Yeah, let's huh? see. All right. All right. Five-year statute on treason. <laughs> uh, Lying to the FBI. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Let's move out to Louisville. How do you pronounce his name? Quintez Brown. Uh, Defiant LS, or Defiant L's. <laughs> Back to Defiant L's. That's yeah, right. We Defiant got L's. So they've got... Kelsey Hayes Coots, and I'm not sure who she is, but she is verified. Kelsey for Kentucky. Uh, I assume she's in government. So back June 5th of 20, I can't wait to vote for Kentez Brown one day. Mm. And on the 15th, Kentez Brown, 21, faces charges of attempted murder and several charges for wanton endangerment. Why, you ask? Because he attempted to kill a mayoral candidate. The last name's Greenberg there in Louisville, mm. allegedly. It's a little weird deal, though, right? It's I think we were talking about that. It's kind of matrixy. Kid walks into a to a room, has everyone dead to rights, point blank, and can't hit nobody. Not just bolts flying everywhere, but nobody gets hit. I mean, uh, maybe he's not as polished of a shooter as he thought he was. He's seen a few too many movies, but I don't know how he thought he was going to go in there, execute this guy who he obviously doesn't support for mayor. <laughs> so uh, the last one here from, from the Defiant Elves. This was back on uh, July 2nd, 2019, and it's the Courier-Journal, but it looks like it was written by none other than Quintez Brown, okay? And he says, Kentucky's concealed carry law shows your life doesn't matter to gun-loving Republicans. Two days ago, Courier-Journal, as this headline, activist Quintez Brown named an attempted shooting of Louisville mayor candidate Greenberg. So, good job, Quintez. So when I put my tinfoil hat on, yep. I think that this could have been set up for this mayor to be a victim. I think that they may have talked this kid into doing it telling this kid, like, they're not ever going to know who did it. We're going to try to pin it on. It's like that TikTok. They're not going to know. No one's going to know. How would they know? <laughs> they're not going to know. So I'm just going to put a tinfoil hat because I've seen this playbook before. Right? This guy needs to separate himself from all the other candidates. And if I'm wrong, I'll just leave it up like everyone else does and own it. But there's a really good chance that, you know, this kid's going to come out and go, hey, man, 
They paid me to do it. I couldn't just shoot them. I can't kill nobody. Well, you're talking about gun safety. We should figure out what kind of gun he used and how he did it, where he's able to shoot and not hit anybody. That's pretty good gun safety. Yeah. But then if he did shoot, there's a four story building that they were in. So where did the rest of the bullets go? Did they make it outside? How many rounds did he get off? I don't know. Do we know what kind of gun he was using? Was it an extended magazine? (laughs) Extended clip? (laughs) Extended clip? No, they call, they call pistol clips magazines. So they can make them sound like they're a little more deadly than they are. So was it an extended, was it the 30 round magazine? (laughs) Who knows? I don't know what kind of gun it was. I mean, clearly it wasn't a rifle. Clearly. Then they were able to shut the door, barricade it. And then the kid fled. But when the cops got there, they found him like right around the corner. So they got to start making it make sense to me. Because if it is a conspiracy theory, and everyone was in on it so he can you know, make Look, a victim of himself. All I'm saying is if you keep up with this conspiracy theory stuff. <laughs> hey, it's Jeff, the conspiracy theorist. Is going to sue us. Sorry, everybody. He's not coming on this week. We'll have him on next week. Everyone maybe. got all excited. Yeah, I know. They're oh, like, oh, we love Jeff. Jeff. Oh, we love Jeff. No. Nope. Sorry, Jeff. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what he gets charged with. We'll see if he's up for attempted murder. You know, there's a lot to be said about it. I don't like the way it smells, though. I'll tell you that. I wish we could do one of our ads. (laughs) We can't. We can't. Would it be great? Uh, All right. (laughs) Listen, as always, man, we appreciate you guys' support here. You can find us on Facebook at Pod Bless America. And you can find us on Twitter at Jim and Dan Show. You can find us on Getter now at Pod Bless America. You can reach out to me, Jim, at PBAPodcast.com or Dan at PBAPodcast.com. So until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Dan. Pod bless America.